Assalamualaikum listeners. This episode is brought to you by Malina. Thank you for being a part of Circle of Ilms podcast. We hope you has benefited you in some ways. Are you looking for modest wear? Do not fret. By Malina is here. By Malina sells everything from beautiful abayas, comfortable innerwear, and even mini sizes for your adorable toddlers. Find at By Malina underscore official at Instagram to look for apparel that you fancy and will be comfortable in. Drop by their store located at 9A Jalan Pisang, a two-minute walk from Sultan Mosque. Hope to see you there! Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. So ladies and gentlemen, this is Hadith 3. I'm discussing a Hadith of Youth. We begin. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. عن أبي ذر جندب ابن جنادة وأبي عبد الرحمن معاذ بن جبل رضي الله عنهما عن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال اتق الله حيث ما كنت واتبع السيئة الحسنة تمحها وخالق الناس بخلق حسن الحديث رواه الترمذي وقال حديث حسن أبو ذر إن معاذ بن جبل may Allah be pleased with them reported that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم said Fear Allah wherever you are. Do good deeds after doing bad ones, and the former will wipe out the latter, and behave decently towards people. The hadith is a Hassan hadith narrated by Imam Tirmizi, rahmatullahi. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is a hadith that has been narrated by two companions. Number one is Abu Zar, and number two Muaz. Now, this is important because during the time of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wasallam. Muaz and Abu Zar were young people. Now, concerning Abu Zar and Muaz, what is important would be to know that after the time of the Prophet Wasallam, both of them contributed greatly to the spreading of Islam. Concerning Muaz ibn Jabalin radiyallahu anda, is a hadith of the Prophet Wasallam. In fact, a rather long hadith. And the Prophet identifies like talent of certain companions of the Prophet. And this is to indicate that the Prophet Wasallam, as a leader, he truly knew the people near him. He says, Arhamu ummati bi ummati Abi Bakr. The Prophet in that hadith, he says, the most compassionate amongst Uh, my friends towards the rest are, is simply Abu Bakr. وَأَشَدُّهُمْ فِي الدِّينِ عُمَرِ And the most strict and the most serious concerning religious matters is Umar. وَأَصْدَقُهُمْ حَيَاءً عُثْمَانِ And the most modest amongst them, Uthman. And that particular hadith at the end of it, the Prophet ﷺ says, And the most knowledgeable amongst you concerning the halal and the haram is Mu'adh. There is also the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ concerning Mu'adh that the Prophet ﷺ once sent Mu'adh to Yemen as an ambassador of Islam to take care of the affairs of the believers there in Yemen while the Prophet ﷺ was in Medina. The Prophet ﷺ upon sending Mu'adh ibn Jabalin away, the Prophet ﷺ asked him a series of questions. The Prophet ﷺ asked Mu'adh, Ya Mu'adh, بِمَا تَحْكُمْ Ya Mu'az, by what will you judge the people? How will you rule the people? On what measure? He replied by saying, أَحْكُمُوا بِكِتَابِ اللَّهِ I shall judge the people based on the Qur'an. 
And then the Prophet asked him, What if you do not find an explicit, clear answer in the Quran? He then replied by saying, Ahkumu bi sunnati Rasulillah. I will then use your traditions, O Rasulullah, to rule the people. Because the hadith of the Prophet explains the Quran or provides clarification to the ambiguities of the Quran as we know. And then the Prophet asks him, but what if you don't even find a solution in my traditions? Uh, he then replied by saying, Ahkumu wala alu. I shall then use my intellect, but I shall not transgress. The reason would be that the Prophet was still alive. And there is a huge possibility that Mu'adh ibn Jabal might have uh, not known certain things. It is impossible for a person, while the Prophet was still alive, uh, for him to encompass everything. And there might be certain things that he might have missed out. So, and, and the hadith of the Prophet was not yet compiled yet. It was not there. So there is a possibility that he might not even have an answer there, clearly. So he says that I shall look at the Quran and look at the hadith of the Prophet and try to find an answer based on my intellect. But I shall not transgress, inshallah. The Prophet then was greatly calmed and satisfied with the answer of Mu'adh, prayed for Mu'adh's blessing and sent him away to Yemen to lead the people there. And he was a young person. Now concerning Abu Dhar in Al-Ghifari, Abu Dhar is a very interesting character in, in Islamic history. Abu Dhar came from a particular tribe called Ghifar and the Ghifar tribe uh, is known for two things. Number one, they are known for business and number two, they are also known for being highway robbers. So the reality would be that when you study the companions of the Prophet, uh, some of them came from rather uh, not so proud backgrounds, not uh, decent backgrounds. Some of them were assassins, some of them were killers, highway robbers, fire worshippers and so on and so forth. But that's not the concern, right? The concern is how you are and what you are after Islam. Because Islam eliminates the past, the past sins and that we understand. But looking at the past of uh, Abu Zarin Ali Ghifari, he was a person when he met the Prophet the Prophet asked him from which tribe he was, and he said Al-Rifar, and the Prophet himself got a bit like afraid, like ulama. Abu Zarin Al-Rifari uh, was a person who was very zealous, and that could be the word, high energy. And at times a bit too much, that the Prophet wasallam told him, you know what, Abu Zar, maybe you're not supposed to be here with us in Makkah. You are attracting too much unwanted attention. The Prophet told him, go back to your place. Go back to your uh, city, to your village, and do what you can there. Allah wills for that. When he went back to his own village, Rifari's own tribe, after a bit of time, he went to Medina when they migrated. And he brought with him like a huge number of people. And the Prophet wasallam asked him, Ya, ya Abu Zar, what is this? He said, Ya Rasulullah, remember back then, you told me to do what I can in my own uh, town. So, Alhamdulillah, the entire village has now become Muslim. I tried and Alhamdulillah, they became Muslim. That was Abu Zar. Now, this is a message that was given to Mu'adh and also Abu Zar. The Prophet told them, Fear Allah wherever you are. Now, that's the first, that's the first uh, instruction. If you think about that particular instruction, it seems to be quite general and generic. 
if you think about it again, it is helpful especially for the young. Because within the young, there is this expandability within the young of all sorts of activity. And the young are in great need of guidance and limitation and restriction, in all honesty. That is why our scholars always say that a successful society is a society in which you find the energy of the young, but you also find the restraint and the wisdom of the old. Because the young without the old will go really wild. They will go out without any type of looking, without looking back at all. So here the Prophet وسلم, is telling them, كنت, Fear Allah. And the term Haythuma could mean wherever that you are. It could also mean however that you are. To me, ladies and gentlemen, that a young person should always be on his toes. It is, while we have said this, that it's a blessed timing. A timing of great strength and great creativity and clarity. It is also a time of great danger as well. That a young can easily swerve. As much as a young person can greatly elevate himself, a young can also greatly deviate and swerve. And Shaitan understands that. The impulses of the young is truly dangerous. So the Prophet wasallam is saying, right, if you don't have people around you to curb you, to guide you, or to show you the way, you must in your own self be fearful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Be God conscious. Ladies and gentlemen, this requires a number of things. It requires you to always be on a lookout. And our scholars mentioned concerning the triggers to evil. And that by itself is an important, important discussion to understand. That evil, that maksia does not just happen, but there are triggers to maksia. A person does not just go out and commit a wrong. No. There are the elements of information. There is the element of what they see and what they are exposed to. There is the element of company. There is the element of where you are. All of these things matter. So for the young, when you, when you, for example, open your phone or you scroll down your social media platforms and so on and so on, this is all information without us realizing. So whatever that you consume of this information will truly then develop your thinking and will evidently and ultimately then motivate action. So information that you acquire, whether you realize it or not, are things that are triggers to good or bad. It's not only information, it's what you see. And the young, they are much more fragile in regards to their emotion and their desires. And they are much more hasty. The young, they are not as strong in trying to curb their own selves or to self-regulate their own selves. And today, we know for a fact of how, how dangerous things are outside visually. The amount of things that people see. And we also said concerning what people hear. We also say concerning where you are. All of those things matter. So the Prophet ﷺ is telling these two young men, particularly saying, that this idea of taqwa is not something that is just an abstract concept. No, no. You're supposed to check yourself always. Self-evaluate every condition that you are in. Understand the condition and understand how you're supposed to carry yourself. It is not what you face, but rather how you respond to those situations. That is the meaning of ittaqillaha haithu makunt. 
Now, and then the Prophet sallallahu which is an interesting follow-up to the first statement. And then the Prophet says, and do good deeds after doing bad ones. Now, what does it mean? It means that that is the tendency of the young people. That based on the circumstances that they are in, and at times a person can try to be as careful as possible, but one can only have so much control over his environment, right? So there might be, and may Allah subhanahu wa protect us all, inshallah, there might be the possibility of faltering. There might be the possibility of falling into wrong. Now, if that happens, the Prophet is telling us how to damage control. He says, do good deeds after doing bad ones quickly. And the reality would be that a person can never be totally invincible from sin. And the Prophet sallallahu clearly informs us this particular matter, right? Every child of Adam shall perform wrong. But again, it is not the performing of wrong, but rather how you react to the performing of wrong. If you feel guilt immediately, then good. But if you're indifferent towards it, then you need to check yourself. And here the Prophet suggests another way of dealing with a wrong, which is none other than do good deeds. You balance it out. Now the Prophet says, do good deeds after doing bad ones, and the former will wipe out the latter. So besides istighfar, the other way to have sins removed is by performing good deeds. And then the Prophet ﷺ gives a conclusive remark. He says, And as young people, this is what you're supposed to be focusing on. Behave decently towards people. Now we read this again and we think to ourselves, oh, this is so vague. No, no, no. Look at the current situation. Think about moral degradation. Think about the idea of ethics and morality. Think about the conduct of the youth. Think about the excessive leisure and entertainment and so on and so forth. The Prophet talked about this already. He says, Have decency. Before, before thinking about the big things, think about how you are supposed to be a decent human being. You can talk to people with decency. You can speak people with kind words and so on and so forth. You know how to treat people with respect. You need to you need to show compassion to the young and so on and so forth. That is a sign that you have done things right. So again, this is an important hadith, ladies and gentlemen. And the Prophet sallallahu focuses on the youth, and this is what he says: Fear Allah wherever and however that you are. Do good deeds after doing bad ones, in case of a need for damage recovery. And then he says, and behave decently towards people. So when the young can focus on decency and morality, right? When you walk, walk meekly and humbly. When you speak, speak kindly towards people. That is a good sign of a youth that is brought up in the service of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he has done things right. And that will be the third hadith. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that whatever that we learn is of benefit inshallah. Until the next hadith, Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.